0: Hey, welcome back to the Passive Buddies Podcast. And today's episode with my co-host, Brandon Duff, we are going to cover how to create your online course. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies Podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, how's things?
1: I am doing amazing. How are you doing? (laughs)
0: I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm very good. Coping, loving it. And uh, excited for this one, mate, because this is definitely something we've both got a bit of experience on. So it'll be interesting to see how the other person has done it and obviously how we've got these things launched and we've obviously made money from them. Yeah. Um, Why did you start your, your own online course?
1: Um. Because I thought it would be passive and I thought it would be a way to um, kind of do a set and forget it method. But uh, I learned that people are very needy and they need more coaching than just uh, a program uh, or a video series. And so um, I learned very quickly that it's not as passive as you might think. Even though you could, um, I mean, you could obviously make it passive, it just depends on how you structure it. And I think that's what we're going to be talking about today, which I'm really excited about. But I, I think that being able to take what you know and refine it and make it kind of digestible by the normal person is what I find more fascinating about it. Because, one, I'll give you a perfect example when I was teaching real estate, I totally forgot certain things like credit utilization and how much like, a, like your minimum credit score you need. And someone who's been an investor for a while now, you kind of forget side of those things, those kind of steps. So being able to teach other people to reinforce what you've learned um, over the years and then being able to refine it so that you can help people kind of get, get over those hurdles or steps. Um, allow you to kind of imprint that learning or that uh, knowledge deeper into your mind and allows you to uh, really help more people, I think.
0: I like the way you said,
1: like, you thought it was gonna be passive, like, just
0: like set and forget. Like, don't get me <laughs> wrong, like, some courses are, but it depends on what, like, at what level you wanna save these right. people, don't you? Yeah. But for instance, yeah, like, it, it is, like, I think, obviously, disclaimer it is harder than what you think, isn't it? It's not, not just like whack it up there and away you go. And like, there is sitting like either whether if it's a high ticket course, for instance, people are going to want you. They're going to want to see you. Yeah. There is different ways to structure it, to get out of that a little bit. But as you say, like it's, it's a great way to make income online. Obviously providing you are solving a proper problem. Don't try and create a course. If, if you haven't been through the trenches or you haven't done it. Um, but as you say, like people will always want more. People will always need more. It just depends on how you deliver that and get that to them.
1: Yeah. And to kind of go back, just like you said, it depends on the level that you're providing and the value you're providing and the investment that the person is investing in. So like, I have a $9 little course that has upsells and that sort of thing. But I don't really have to do uh, anything, and I make money from that that course really, really easily. And so, but with say our higher level course, where people are spending fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand, ten thousand uh, dollars, it's much more hands on, and um, they expect a lot more. So it does it does depend on one your offer, to how much uh, the person's investing and what they're expecting um kind of how much of your time that they're expected to have with you um but then it also if it's a low ticket you can make a low ticket course run ads and re- requires no um kind of interaction with you so um, but today I think we're going to be talking about how i would start or how you would start if you were to start all over on launching a course and uh, do you want to take it away or should i? Uh, yeah, so I think like, I think
0: what we're going to focus on actually for the rest of the listeners is we are going to focus mainly on the high ticket side of the course because that's what people want to as a course owner. That's probably where you want to start anyway. Yeah. Um, only because it gets you the it gets you the quickest ROI, it gets you the quicker cash flow, and in terms of those freedom numbers that you've got in your head, it'll get you there a lot faster than a seven dollar, ten dollar, fifteen dollar yeah. course. So if you're going to put all your energy into a course, you may as well get the maximum amount of money for it. Um, but as you say, that does then have a trade-off in terms of your time investment on a consistent basis for a period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that what's great about my $9 course is I didn't have that $9 course until after I had my high take course because I took the content that was in our high ticket course. And people pretty much told me what they wanted, what they didn't need. And I was able to take that content that people didn't really need to be successful in our high ticket course. And I used it as a low ticket offer. So and so you have the best of both worlds in a sense. And and we'll talk about scaling uh, at the end. But a lot of people start with a low ticket and then Ascend people up the value ladder, but in reality, you should start off with a high ticket offer so you know what you're going to be kind of delivering on the back end, and then work your way backwards. And so that's how I started. I started with a very high ticket offer. Uh, I think it was at the, one of my first ones was like $1, fifteen hundred dollars, and I pretty much taught it live. I pre-sold everything. And so I think that's super important because if you create something and it just sees crickets, then you've wasted all that time uh, creating that course versus pre-selling the actual thing and then having people kind of vote with their money if this is a topic that people are interested in and then creating that course around uh, kind of like a live group in a sense. And so that's how I started. What about you? Is that did you create a course or first did you uh, do live training? How did you start?
0: So my very first course I tried to create um, was like a little monthly membership because obviously I was thinking residual income, just constantly coming right. in. So like I had the passive side of me in, in my head at that point, and um, yeah, no, like no one bought. I built the funnel, spent hours on the funnel, uh, and, and no one bought the thing. So was like, right? Okay. Um, then obviously I got introduced to the concept of pre-selling and basically my pre-sale is like it's a google doc it's the modules as a framework right I sell the framework the similar so I'll just sell the framework and it's only the minute someone goes yes there's the cash I go crap now I need to now I need to make now I need to make the money now I need to make the course like and that's absolutely fine because I know what's going into the course and right. it's not it's not it's not sleazy. It's not like it's. I, I'm selling the framework. I know the framework works, right? Let's sell the framework, get the cash in the bank, and then you get paid to create the course as well as obviously teach the students. Which is pre-sales are very very important because you know what to what to spend your time on and what not to.
1: Yeah, I think it's super important. It's it's not sleazy at all. It's it's you have to think like so. When we started our software company, we created a minimum viable product or an MVP. And it was a bare bone structure that worked, but uh, it wasn't all flushed out. And so that's exactly what you're doing with a course is you have the bare bones structure, you have the, the framework in a sense, and it gets people to raise their hand. And then you're giving, and then obviously you go above and beyond by showing them exactly uh, what they're supposed to do. You give, you help them overcome hurdles, you write down those, um, those hurdles that people are, are struggling with because then you can use that in your copy you can use that in your objections uh, to overcome objections so it allows you to really get a lot of data and use that data in your marketing
0: yeah as you say like getting through that they call it like the beta the beta version don't they? like get it up and running like pre-sell it get those people in even if it's like 10 people at a discounted price like you have 10 people that you can work with if you have to give them a little bit extra training you know exactly where that training's come from and you can add that in As you say get it up like it doesn't have to be perfect and a lot of people will get stuck and will stay and never launch a course because it's, it's not perfect. It's not all done. It's not all ironed out and they don't feel like they can sell it. Well, actually that's not the case. Like get it up, get it launched, get it running. It's only then will you find out whether it works or whether it doesn't in terms of how you've delivered it. And it's the feedback from the, as you say, from the students that will make your course 10 times better. If you never launch that course, you will never get that feedback and it will never be a success.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the times if you create a topic and you do all the material, most of the people might not even join or even like the topic. So it's, it is important to make sure that there is a market for it. So when we launched our Axi profits course, we, I pre-sold it, we made a great deal of money and I changed it quite often through the the whole time because people, are from all walks of life. And some people have more experience, some people have much less experience. So being able to fine tune it as people are going through the content and people are saying questions, like you know, when you see the same question coming over and over again, it's like, oh, maybe I need to add that. So being able to have that feedback is super vital to refine it. And then it becomes more passive and you don't really have to worry about uh, having people uh, ask the same questions over because you've already taken that feedback and added it and updated your course. Yeah. Like, like getting it
0: there and getting that feedback, fine tuning it is it, definitely like, it's going to be the key to making it a, a global success, isn't it? Fine tuning it and getting that feedback and grabbing, grabbing those testimonials from that initial group. Because it'll be the testimonials that sell, won't it? It'll be the the results of the people that will get that to to sell at a, a, a like a, a higher level. Whether it's through a webinar, whether it's through Facebook group, and then dropping your testimonials. There's so many different ways, um, obviously, like selling it. Like once it's at that stage, like getting fine tuning it, getting those testimonials, and pr- wrapping the rest of it together will allow you to increase your prices as well.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in doing so, I mean people don't want to be the the test subject in a sense so being able to start a beta program getting that discounted rate getting those testimonials providing social proof is going to allow people one as you said increase your prices because now you have testimonials you have a proven track record you have social proof and people are going to be much more open to paying a much higher price now because you have provided all those extra uh, things, um, the the objections, the social proof, the testimonials, all that is going to really help with um, with, uh, being able to sell it as an evergreen product. And so, and obviously refining it and changing it with how uh, the market changes. If you're selling how to make money online through affiliate marketing, Products. If you recommend a certain product, that product might change, or you might find a better product that you can add to your course that people could also sell. So always refining. Um, I mean, that's what marketing is: is always testing, always refining uh, what you're doing so that you can better serve your customers.
0: Yeah, and I think actually the the value in going back and making those tweaks to that like that core course or see, things are always going to change, aren't they? Like, the way people... Like, even just, for instance, the, the way we, when we started marketing on Facebook compared to the way we have to market on Facebook now is completely different. Like, it's, it's so different because the algorithm changes, people's buying behaviours, people's... Yeah. Like, the, everything changes. So if you've got a marketing section in a course, like, for instance like, and this is just obviously a specific example to Facebook, you are going to have to go and reteach that module depending on what's working and what's not. Like, Facebook just released Reels, so how people are leveraging Reels in in order to generate more audience, all these different types of things. And that's just one platform. That's just one niche. Now, if you spread that across whatever you're teaching your, like, whatever you're working on, like even if it was for instance, like trying to teach a dog something, if there's a new strategy, there's a new tool, like you're gonna have to go back and keep updating your course to make sure your course always stays on top. Because the last thing you want is your course to fall behind and it becomes now null and void after all that time you've spent on it. And um, You always wanna make sure it's up to date so you can continue to sell it as it moves closer and closer down towards the passive side of the scale.
1: Yeah, and like we've talked about, you do need to change it. But with changes, you can always turn it to version two, in a sense, um, where you can say a new strategy and a new mark. I mean, it's pretty much the same course, but it allows you to change your, uh, your angle. It allows you to change your objections and all your different um, kind of marketing or copy that you use. Um, because we do get through a thing called offer fatigue, where our offer is no longer popular or so in the marketplace. But if you can put a new spin on it, um, where it's putting kind of a, a different slab of paint on it, then you're able to continue to increase uh, that longevity of that offer. And so I think it is super important to start off with high ticket, uh, refine it, pre sell it, get your beta program in there collect uh, objections, collect uh, market research, and then put together a teacher live in a sense, and then take that content, repackage it into modules, and then take that and refine it, uh, then sell it in a, like through ads or just through uh, organically, and then get more testimonials, increase the prices, and then you can start taking out pieces that don't really fit in that, uh, I guess, that module, in a sense, and use that as your low-ticket offer. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Our $9 course was uh, or is our kind of our not freebie, in a sense, it's our tripwire offer to get people into our higher-ticket program, which is actually profits. And so, but a lot of people don't understand how to get started in crypto. So that's why we created a low-ticket course versus most people were teaching how to get into Axie Infinity and play a game and make money passively through it. And most people didn't know how to get into crypto. So I ended up taking all that content of getting into crypto because there's onboarding a lot of easier ways to get into Axie Infinity but most people didn't know about all the other ways to like how to withdraw, um, how to get into other projects, or how to start your own wallet with MetaMask, or how to buy Ethereum. So we took that because it wasn't really crucial to be successful with Axie profits, and we made it a low ticket offer. And so once you can teach someone um, the skills of what they're trying to learn, you kind of see the 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 smaller pass or the, I guess, other pass that people can take. And you use that as a low ticket offer. And then that's when you can start uh, selling through ads and scaling, building up your email list, and then ascending people up your value ladder. But at first, when you first start, and this is how I did it, and I would love your opinion. I started with a descending model in a sense where I started with a super high course uh, price uh, got paid for it, uh, motivated me to really get, get it done because I was being paid a quite deal of uh, money, got it done, put as much effort into it to make it the best course possible. And then um, from there, descended my value ladder with lower price things so that when people actually are learning about me and they want to take that step, they can start off with a low ticket and then ascend up the value ladder. Is that similar to what you did or how would you do it differently?
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, there isn't, there isn't much different in terms of like, you've got your core concept in terms of what you help people with, don't you? So, obviously, your mind's like helping people make passive income online through marketing strategies. Yours is how to make money with cryptocurrency and how to do it passively. Um, And then it's like, so you do, you start off with your high ticket course because that's where you find because you're getting paid one to, probably like one-to-one or one to a small group and you can really get to know people and learn that yeah. journey learn learn everything about them and learn obviously what what they're struggling with and as you say you you keep working down like obviously we've got like Passive Buddies Accelerator which is obviously our core program and then we're coming out with Passive Buddies Academy which is obviously a lower, a lower ticket product we're coming out with the five day business launch challenge again just coming yeah. down now that we've got like the the core, the core thing. And I've done this with different niches with different courses in the past. Like you've got your core offer and then it's basically building the steps. Like what ideally, like when you look at your beta group, like some people will come in with this, like I'm saying this knowledge, obviously if you're looking just at the audio, like some people come in with a lot of knowledge and some people come with this like brand new. So basically those steps down is like, what ideally would you like these people to know already before they get to for instance passive these accelerator, yeah. which then allows them to accelerate off and go and make a lot rather than like because obviously the pain for your time but and the the pain obviously like you say live group coaching or one-to-one coaching, whatever you've done at that stage. Um, but you don't want to be answering basic questions. That's like a nine dollar question. You want to be yeah. answering a one thousand dollar question. I'm right, right. using your value ladder to get rid of as many of those nine dollar, ten dollar questions. So when you get when they actually get time with you at that high ticket price, it's a decent, it's a high ticket conversation rather than a low ticket conversation.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of important too because you get to a certain point where you're like, I've answered this question a million times uh, like go take our $9 course where those, like, and if you're already in like this atmosphere and you're already spending this type of money, then you should already know those answers. And that's why it's so important to have kind of send people up because it, it takes them from training wheels up to actually riding that dirt bike or whatever that is in a sense where they're off the training wheels. They already know what they're doing. They're now taking it to kind of take that to that very next level to really make a great deal of money versus kind of just learning the basic frameworks. And I think that is super important. Um, And then from there, you can obviously run ads um, and then that's a whole different subject for another day. But then you start scaling your projects and that's really how you make uh, a great deal of money.
0: Yeah, most definitely. As you say, like getting that getting it built through like pre-validation, validation, leverage. And then when you get to scale, it's they like say your course isn't launched, then is it it's it's a proven success. And it's right. just all about adding fuel on that fire, whether yes, it's exactly like, whether it's ads, whether it's like it's additional organic methods, whether it's wrapping everything around. Like there's just so many different ways to scale the offer. But you you've got to make sure it sells and it gets success before you can even look at that.
1: Yeah. And uh, you never want to you... We want to make sure you have a proven, uh, offer that is selling before you ever start running ads, because then you're just wasting money. Uh, you're burning that money by not having a proven method or all the social proof or, or all the other things that go involved into, um, having a successful business.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You've, you've got to be very careful and um, ads will distract you. Like obviously running ads and getting like getting ads, it's another tool, it's another thing to distract you. You want to make sure those results are nailed on. So like when you do step away, your students are well and truly capable of doing what that you taught them to do, and then also you can go focus on bringing more of those students in.
1: Awesome. Well, I think I mean I think that pretty much covers what uh, how to start a, and launch your own. actually, actually, let's. I mean, before we end here, what are some softwares or tools that you use to actually host this course now that you already have your live uh, training done, you already have all this. Is there any, like, do you just put it on YouTube or what, what do you recommend? So once like the,
0: the usual tip is, is it, you put them all in a Facebook group, you go live in a Facebook group and there's all your content, there's all your modules done, put them in a guide and that's your basics. And um, then from there, I'd take that and put it into a membership site. So you increase the perceived value by putting it into a members site rather than just a Facebook group. Now there's so many different softwares you can use. Again, I personally use Clickfunnels, but nicer softwares that make it look really nicer, like Kajabi and um, Cartre. They're both very good. Like their membership sites look ten times better. Um, so in terms of like having a, putting it in a members site is is crucial. Um, but yeah, and in terms of videos. I'd take your videos off Facebook, put them onto YouTube and then unlist them so people can't find them unless they go into the member site. People put them on Vimeo. So yeah. a membership site software is definitely one that you'll need. Um, a funnel builder, again, will be something you'll need as you grow it, as you start to turn it a bit more automated. Um, you will need that funnel builder. And um, Also, it's easy to collect payments instead of just sending a Stripe. You yeah. can automate things very quickly if you have a capture page to capture that sale. For instance, using ClickFunnels combined with Zapier, you can start to automate that process left, right, and center, which again speeds things up, which allows you to focus on the students rather than the back end, rather than the yeah. admin, and rather mm-hmm. than all that crap. Right, you?
1: Um, so there's, a, a, I've messed with a lot of different things um, from WordPress. Uh, there's Thrive Themes that has a great, um, uh, monthly, it's monthly, or you can buy a one-time license, but you can use that as a membership site and they have a lot of different things. There's teachable. Um, I've, there's, um, learn dash. So these are all WordPress sites. Um, I use high level because they do have an option. I think just in the membership section, they do host the video content. So you don't have to do it to a YouTube channel. So it's protected in a way, obviously with anything you can screen record, uh, whatever content, and you can just, uh, people can take that, um, and find it and post it online. But, um, you know, YouTube is another way to host it. There's click funnels, there's, um, all sorts of different platforms. So definitely, uh, check out the best platform for you and what you're more interested in learning. I use high level, use ClickFunnels. Um, I find that if you have a, something that can deliver your contents, can do automatic follow ups using an email sequence, um, if uh, a way to automate uh, abandoned cart sequences, um, all sorts of different touch points on how to get people back to the landing page so that you can really focus on scaling after you have a, a product that has been proven to test the market and does really well. 100% of you say funnel
0: builder, auto responder, somewhere to host your membership site and obviously somewhere to host your videos and you're good to go.
1: Yep, exactly. And so that's pretty much it. When it comes down to building a online course, you have to start with high ticket, Prove it to be uh, actually sellable, uh, refine it, uh, sell it again, and make sure that you have testimonials and you have the objections and the copy that you'll use. And then it's really make sure that you can take it and put it into a automated system so that it can deliver people um, with auto follow-ups and getting them back on track. On and, and there's other things like gamification, but it's way above what this uh, course this is. Uh, podcast is going to be about, which I love gamification and definitely do the research on that. There are some platforms that allow for uh, you to earn badges for completing different things. So a very cool thing to actually add in later on, it's not needed to start. It should be, like we said, a very minimum viable product and then uh, automating it and then scaling it from there. Definitely. So any final thoughts? Uh, I think that if you want to make some uh, decent income using courses, I mean, it's the largest, I think the largest, fastest way to make money online today is by uh, continued education uh, on the online space. I mean, marketers are always looking to, or just entrepreneurs in general are always looking to better their knowledge. The, and if you can condense time by... I mean it, For me, teaching people how to get into real estate, I did a, uh, I spoke at a conference before and taking my five years of knowledge, my ups and downs is a great way to condense time for someone else. And you're able to show them how to uh, do something better, quicker than they could do it on their own, I think is a great way to make a a great deal of money.
0: Most definitely, 100% agree, actually. Like people will pay for that. Uh, People will pay for that education because we certainly didn't get it in school, did we? No, not at all. <laughs> right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast, and I will see you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into that latest episode of the Passive Buddies Podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you could go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there's a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys